Hello, welcome back to Life in All Chapters. I'm Brandy Tabor. I'm Amanda Henson. And today our discussion kind of follows up on our last purpose and meaning in life. Sense of self is today's topic. So sense of self, what do we mean by that? Um, your sense of self is like three components, basically. Your self-image, that's how you see yourself. And then ideal self, the self you'd like to be, that person that we always strive to be or dream about being and maybe struggle working towards that. And then, of course, our self-worth and our self-esteem, which that portion of our uh, sense of self is formed through our social interactions and feedback by others. So that's the definition. What does sense of self mean to you, Amanda? Well, I mean, it's that's a pretty good definition of sense of self yeah. as far as what I view it as. So you're one of those people I think of as not struggling with self-identity. Like you are very sure about who you are. Now, I'm not saying you don't change that and you don't evolve. You're constantly changing, but you're very aware in the choices you make align with your values. Absolutely. I feel like you're you're right about yeah. that. I do feel like I know who I am. I know what I believe in. Mm -hmm. um, the only part of sense of self that I feel like I struggle with is my body language doesn't always reflect how I feel. So I feel like my sense of self, while intact, isn't always what other people perceive me to be because of my body language. So I, I you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on that because I will be in a great mood and I will be very confident and people will make comments like, what's wrong with you? Or, and I think, what do you mean? You know? Yes, and other than that, I think that your sense of self is pretty intact. You have a strong yeah. sense of self, but you're just like me. I don't know that we, I, maybe this is a nature versus nurture discussion as well, because right. neither one of us always reflects our body language the way that we would like. So I think so. I think, but some of that, I think, again, nature, nurture is child, your, you don't allow yourself to be seen in a certain way as a defense mechanism. I was going to say it's my armor. So, right. It's it's definitely a defense mechanism. And I think that brings you back to your ideal self because I'd very much like for my um, demeanor and my body language to be portrayed appropriately. Yes. But it's hard to lose a learned behavior like that. It, you it know? is. And when you're used to, you know, one in the world that we live in and work in, you have to be a more masculine personality to succeed and climb that ladder. And I think it's a rural area thing. You know, I don't think that that's true in all places and it's not true in all urban areas and it's not true in all rural areas, but I would say in our rural area, there is a hierarchy and a patriot, uh, patriarchy that still exists that if one, if you're a woman and you are that way and you are more masculine and you're dominant, you're portrayed as aggressive. Yes. And I, that can really mess with your self-esteem. But as a woman in that area, you have to identify that way. And you have to you have to put forth down that you have to value that masculinity trait to be successful. Does that make sense? It what does. I just said? It does. And I would like to expand on that a little bit just because I am often personally portrayed as a bitch. Oh yeah. People oh well Amanda's a bitch. No, Amanda sets boundaries. Because I don't let you cross my boundaries, I'm a bitch. 
Right. I feel like we need to turn that around, honey. I, you know, I do see a shift in that thought process though. A lot of women are getting very strong and men too. I shouldn't, I shouldn't gender. Well, we can't speak for men. That, but, men. <laughs> but a lot of people are getting to the point where they're just like, I don't care that you feel like I'm too much. I am not going to lessen myself to make you comfortable. Yes. But I do feel like because of the area that we are in, because of the rural area, we do still have a little bit of that oppression as far as we're supposed to be yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Meek and quiet. And yes. And, and just just because a person sets their boundaries, mm-hmm. says no when appropriate, it doesn't mean they're a bitch. Actually, that's a kind thing to do if you ask it. If you ask me, because if, if you can't do something and I ask you and you're like, you know what? I can't do that. I appreciate that you just tell me you can't do it. Yeah. Versus you him hawing around and I'm expecting you or I'm not sure. Right. Or say I don't want to. That doesn't align with who I am today. It doesn't align with my values right now. Sorry. And it is 100% okay for you or I to do that. Right. And I don't feel like we should get mad at each other for doing that. I feel like that we should respect that we're setting boundaries because now we can maintain a healthy relationship. Whereas before there's that underlying like animosity or uncomfortable. Or you back out last minute because it wasn't really something that you wanted to do. Yes. And then you're leaving the person that you said you would help or that you would be there for stranded. And when they could have found up a backup plan. Just say no. Yeah. Just that does not no. make you a bitch. That's okay. Do you know how many times in my life, professional, career, but also personal, I have been told that I am intimidating or that I am aggressive or too assertive. I know or hard a lot. to deal yes. with. Hard to deal with was always one that got me. And I always thought, man, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> what a waste of time. I know. <laughs> because I am never going to be what people expect me to be. I am going to be what I want to be. And while that is going to grow and change, I I strongly I hold strongly that I should never ever change who I am or how I handle a situation to make someone else feel comfortable. Now, I'm not saying I shouldn't be considerate and empathetic. Absolutely. Those things absolutely should occur, but I should not have to, nor should anybody else, stamp in my values and my personality down because it's too much for you. Exactly. I mean, I can adjust to a room just fine, but... Yeah, I mean, there is that. I mean, there are time and place for everything. Right. But when when you say your personality, I mean, if I'm at a party, I am a party. I'm having a good time. Right. If I'm in a meeting, I'm in a meeting. Right. So, obviously, yes, you adjust to the room. But that still doesn't mean if my if my boss gives me a project that I don't think I can complete, I'm not going to tell you. Yes, I'm not going to tell you I won't let them know, like, I feel like I'm going to struggle with this, but... I'm going to gonna give, give it the old try. I, we'll see right. how it goes. I want to attempt this project. However, I think the timeline you've laid out is not appropriate. Yes. Or realistic. And But, you know, as, as a... Sorry, I'm going to be a little sexist here, I guess. I guess is the word for it. But as a man, it is perfectly acceptable for you to say that at work. But as, as a, a woman... woman it can be misconstrued, especially if your superior is of the opposite sex. Yes. And luckily, I don't have mm-hmm. that problem right now. And that is a problem. And that's it for another day. But I think but... that is a problem even when your superior is a female, too. Because they also have been trained 
and programmed throughout society that you're an employee, you have a job to do, and as a woman, you should be meek and accept the role and move forward. And I think that they're going to, the world is going to, they're already struggling because people don't want to work under the demands that traditional society has held for laborious positions or even skilled positions. People don't want to work 40 hours a week anymore. They want better life work balance. And I think that aligns with people getting more control over their sense of self. I agree with that. You know, I, you, LGBTQ plus communities, they are getting more aligned with their sense of self and they're more outspoken about it and they refuse to be less because society or certain groups in society want them to be. And good for you guys because stand up for yourself. Don't be less because someone else demands it. Don't take up less space because it intimidates another person. Again, there's a way to go about things and I think that Empathy and understanding go a long way, especially when it's an opposing value. Yes. And and that includes when that person is ethically or societally wrong. Yes. You still have to have empathy for them. And I think those people deserve more empathy than people that get it. Does that... Uh, well, I mean, you're supposed to make allowances for people who can't... Grasp. That, yes, <laughs> that have comprehension issues. Right. You know, it's 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 really not their fault they can't comprehend things. So right. we try to Now and I well I will say that I will not take up less space and I will not be less for someone else. I also will not get in your space. Right. You, you are allowed to have just as much space as I am. Right. So in saying that because I am such a presence sometimes mm-hmm. I always try to remind myself that I can be a big presence and that's okay, but that doesn't mean I can get in somebody else's space. Well, and I think that that has a lot to do with where your sense of self is when you're in a situation and two parties or two groups of people are taking up just as much space as the other. That's where it comes in to sit down and have a discussion and say, how do we make this work so that our personality traits and that our cultural background or our needs and our desires and our values are both being met Without impeding the other parties. Yes, because it and might, compromise. Because my rights and your rights meet mm-hmm. each other. And there are times in especially personal situations, and I would say some same is true for work and um, you know, religious situations, whatever. There are times where you just have to separate yourself from somebody that you're conflicting with because one is more dominant than the other and takes up too much space and causes negativity in your life. Dismiss it. Well, and the other thing is, you know, like the old adage, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. <laughs> I mean, really, though, if it, I mean, why are you even arguing about it? It doesn't yeah. matter. You mm-hmm. can't argue about how, let's pretend that I'm a lesbian. You can't argue me out of being a lesbian. <laughs> so if I'm over here being a lesbian and you're against it, just shut the fuck up. Sorry. But really, you don't get we'll to hit argue. the explicit button. It'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> but don't argue me out of being whatever I am. I Just agree. like if, if you're super hyper Bible-thumping religious, and I'm not for that, it's none of my business. Right. You get to exist in that space. Right. If you're an atheist, you get to exist in that space. Well, and I think that those identifications are super important for the sense of self, you know? your self-identification and the groups and cultures and religion and 
whatever helps you identify, whether that is a religion or a community or a gender or whatever, that is your value. And that helps build your sense of self and affects your emotional, spiritual, social, and physical health and quality of life as is the the this season's episode or this uh help me out here this podcast season so is the topic is quality of life these things directly impact your quality of life if not managed well you can anxiety depression loneliness unhappiness physical illness eating disorders so many things can go wrong when you do not nurture your sense of self And I would say that a huge portion of people who struggle with things like like obesity that I struggle with, I struggle with public speaking. I stutter a lot, (laughs) as you guys all know. (laughs) So, you know, with that, with those struggles that you have, those that sense of self is right there, laying in the underlying cause. It is. Speaking of obesity. And I, I I think this is related to sense of self. Well, you'll have to let okay. me know. <laughs> Do you ever not realize how big you are? Oh, all the time. Okay. Like I'm in my like, head, I'm a skinny girl. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't realize how <laughs> wide my ass is and I'm knocking <laughs> stuff over and I can't fit in the space. And We were at family dinner Sunday and I whacked grandma right in the head <laughs> with my boob because I was trying to go around. You don't realize. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. So I didn't I realize how big I was. Yeah. So I don't know. That, <laughs> but I mean, I do feel like that's. That's, that's part of your sense it of It is self. part of sense. You I identify as. I, I identify as how I see myself, and I guess right. I don't see myself as quite as large as I am. Well, I think that that is, I think that's not a bad thing, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it I mean, doesn't impede not... your ability to acknowledge and face an issue, I guess, in some sense. But those are kind of slaps but... in the face when those things happen. You're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I I sat on the arm of my couch the other day and broke it. Yeah, when you hear something creep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, okay. I am down in weight, though. Well, that's I've great. I've lost 10 pounds. No, you look great. So I've noticed, like, I've got these little, um, I don't know what you call them. I'm getting cheekbones a little bit. I don't nice. know if you can see them. Can you see I them can now? I can see your cheekbones, yes. I, so I'm like, that's not, I haven't lost enough for that to be happening, but maybe I have. Maybe you have. Maybe, maybe you lost a lot in your face. So we'll see. I have, I'm telling you, I, again, I saw a couple patients in the last few weeks that have been just very successful with the program that I've been working with on them and they are just doing phenomenal. And I think, man, you know, I'm jealous really. Yeah. Oh, me too. And, but I, the, the difference is, and I was trying to figure out, I think I said something the other day about the difference is time. The difference isn't time. The difference is perception of time. Yes. And the willingness to acknowledge that that is no longer an excuse. And well, I, it's a choice. You're choosing to not make time for that. Right. And, you know, I kind of feel like in this alliance with sense of self is that you cannot go through life. And this has been 20 years in the making me of figuring this out and focus on your career alone. Focus on your family alone. Go through the motions of just surviving. Because when you do and you lack focus on yourself, your sense of self, your ideal self, when you lack that focus, 
you lose success. You lose momentum. And if you will take the time, quit making the excuses, which, guys, I'm not here yet. I'm, I'm just, I'm wrapping my head around the concept still, but I'm working towards it. But if you, if I will take the time, I will quit making the excuses. I quit accepting the fact that I have horrible perception of time as an excuse and focus on myself, focus on giving myself the time I deserve and build my self-worth, build my ideal self, success and everything that I've been chasing will come along with that. Health will come along with it. Social interaction that I desire will come along with it. And that was that's usually one of my biggest things that holds me back in my after hours hours is fear of losing social interaction. Because if I start doing this, I can't do this because it interacts with social causes. You know, you can't go on keto if you drink alcohol with your friends on Friday. If you have a beer, you know. Well, and that's something that we've talked about before. And it's an issue I have. It's an issue you have. We worry too much about what people think. What other people are going to say yeah. about what we're choosing to do. But we have to remember that people are going... If people are going to say something negative about you, they're going to find something negative to say about you. It doesn't matter right. what you do. And do those people really deserve your time? If they you're trying to, If you're trying to align your life with your values, your, your beliefs, what you desire for yourself, and those people are negative about it, do they really deserve space in your toolbox of people or your, you know, your social community? And they don't. And let me tell you something. I, you know, I work at a bar part-time. I bartend and I also hang out in bars. Because I like to. Drink. I love how you say that. You're like, you do know? Like yeah, I don't know. I know. Well, yeah, you might not you guys know. Might I don't not know. know. But in any event, <laughs> I do. And you know, a lot of times I got people at my bar, whether mm -hmm. I'm working or whether I'm hanging out drinking some beers, and those very people are at church the next day. And sometimes they say things like, "I can't believe I'm out here drinking. And I got to go to church tomorrow. What? Who cares? Good for you. Go out, drink, and go to church. It's nobody's business what you do." Live your life because those people that are talking mean about you would talk mean about you anyway. They would find something. Right. And last time I checked, I'm pretty sure churches were designed for sinners. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all you of know, us, pretty much everybody. Like, on, we guys. can go to church. Like, right. I can do whatever I want. Like, if somebody murders somebody, guess what? They can go to church the next day. Because Absolutely. that's how that works. It's not, they're not different things. Now, my point is, people are going to complain. You need to be strong enough in yourself to say, you know what, this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to choose to partake and have a couple of drinks, and I'm also going to choose to go and worship how I see fit. Right. And why are, why are we so worried about what other people Well, you think? know, and I think here's, here's the bottom line when it comes to that, is that deep down inside, A, you're not acknowledging that there's a dark and a, a light side of yourself. There's dark and light everything. We've already, you and I agree on this strongly, that the world is not a beautiful place. It has beautiful things, but it has equally horrible things. And there's a balance in that. I don't understand the balance or why the balance is there, but that's not for me to know or figure out right now. But I know it's there is an opposite, good and bad, right? And that is true for yourself. And you have these darker sides of you, and 
I don't think that it's a matter of, I think we, we society, we portray that it's a matter of acceptance to other people. And I do think that's a, that's a huge factor in it, but I think underlying issue really stems from us not accepting ourselves. No, and that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. You Nine know, times if you out accept of 10, yourself, you're making these decisions because you feel like you're doing mm-hmm. something wrong. You're blaming it on other people. But you think you're... So have you really identified your values? Yes. And are you really making choices that align with those values? Exactly. And if you are, then stop beating yourself up. And if you're not, I'm right here to support you while yeah. we work on that. Do your values need to shift or do your behaviors? Yes. You know? Because do you really value the life of no alcohol use? Do you really value yes. the life of no partying? And if and you do, that's straight fine. And narrow? And if you do, that's great. But if you don't value it and you're struggling with the choices you make because you feel like you're doing something wrong, maybe you need to adjust your values a little bit instead of your behaviors. And that goes for everything, whether it's getting a piece of cake. Right. Or it it doesn't matter. Yeah. Having a beer while you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) if I don't have at least a drink, we're not getting a podcast out of me. Well, so we've established that having a sense of self Nurturing the three areas, self-image, your ideal self, super important. Who do you want to be? Knowing that self-worth, self-esteem, acknowledging those things and nurturing them helps your mental, social, spiritual, physiological health and also your self-identification, who you identify with, why you identify that way, whatever that means to you, helps you to feel better it also helps your goals align and your choices align with your interests more as well as seeking happiness because when your values, your actions align with your values and your interests, like saying no when you really don't want to do something instead of going and being miserable doing it, when those things all align and they're nurtured, you have better health. So the question is, how do you how do you do it? What are... What are some tips for doing that? Are you going to enlighten us? Or? Oh, I was just curious. <laughs> like, I mean, I have a few ideas, but like, what what do you do to do? You, do you take time? Do you journal? Do you what do you do to identify your sense of self? Do you look at your values on a regular basis? Do you look at your ideal self and set goals for working towards that person? How do you build your sense of self? And I think that. My, me personally, I don't know if I want to full on call it meditating, but I sit quietly. I think so I you think stay about alone my by life. Yourself. You I think face about yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like you know, I I can sit alone in a quiet room. That's on my list. Spend time alone. Yes, and I I feel like people don't spend enough time mm-hmm. on themselves. I agree. And when I'm when I do spend time by myself, when it's quiet, I think about things. On all spectrums of that, I think about things that I don't want to think about, like things I might have said, things I might have done that I wasn't happy with. But I don't think about them in a way where I'm beating myself up about it. I think about them in the way where, what can I do to not do that again? Because obviously it's making me feel a way I don't want to feel. Right. So I don't want to do that again. Or maybe I hurt someone's feelings or whatever it is. So I reflect on that. I reflect on what I might have done or said that made someone feel good. Now, this doesn't, this doesn't, and I'm, I'm going to jump in here because I do this a lot. Yeah. 
does it doesn't excuse somebody from being a certain way towards you. No. But if something makes you feel a certain way, and even if that party seems wrong, it's okay to reflect on your end how you could approach and handle that still. Absolutely, because... You know, because there's two sides. There are two sides, and while it's not okay for someone to be abusive to me, I can't control what they do. So I can control in the future how I react to it and how I, right. whether or not I absorb it. I can control how I can not absorb it. You know what gets me every time is, you know, there's all these people talking about gaslighting. We all gaslight each other. Uh, I, yeah, everybody's do. a gaslighter. There's, you don't have to be a narcissist to gaslight. We all have narcissistic tendencies, you know, but what drives me nuts is when somebody is so nice to me, but I know they were intentionally gaslighting me. I will sit and dwell on that for days about how I reacted, why I reacted that way, how I can improve, what I can do differently. And ultimately, I always get to the same conclusion that while my my reaction probably could have been adjusted, and most of the time I wish I were a lot wittier. I'm not a witty person most of the time, but I wish I were a lot wittier so I could put them in their place right then. You're so literal. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard for me. Well, and it's you know, and part of that is because you're very intelligent. And I, I think personally, from growing up with you, I think it's insulting when people try to gaslight you. They're it's insulting to your intelligence because you're like, do you really think I'm falling for your BS right now? Well, there are times where I do. Like the emotion gets the better part of you. You know that initial knee jerk reaction in you kind of get a little, I'll get pissy. I'll say the wrong thing. Then I have to go back and apologize. I I didn't mean to come across pissy, and I didn't mean to throw the computer across the room. I didn't, or water bottle for that matter. And I'm sure my, yeah. one of our friends is getting a laugh out of that one. But yeah. it is insulting when someone gaslights you, period. It And whether you realize they're gaslighting you in the moment or you realize, it's late, realize it later on, and... I think I notice this more when there's a patriarchy situation going on where just get in your place woman type of attitude Yeah. because that gaslighting really bothers me. But women will gaslight too. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not guilty. I'm sure I've done my fair share of gaslighting. But my point is, is that that bothers me immensely and I will dwell on it for days before I realize that you just got to be wittier. In the future. And that's never going to happen for me. Because <laughs> I am literal. Well, there is another option. Okay. <laughs> Let it go. That's the other thing. And, you know, I when I hyper-focus on something, I hyper-focus on yeah. it. And, and sometimes it's not a good thing. And I have been blessed with the ability to let things go. Yeah. I've been getting better yeah. with it. No, and I don't mean right away. helps a lot. I am no way can let it go right away. I might be pissed for two days. Yeah. I may be walking around stomping, cussing them. But I will let it go. I I absolutely agree, and I do let it go. Um, there have been times in the past where I've carried that around, and that that will do nothing but harm you because yeah. it's not hurting the person. That no, they don't care you. if you're mad. No, they, I they mean they do a little like bit. There. They do a little bit because they're proud. They're like, look yeah, what I got. Yeah. Oh, she just won't let this go. You yeah. know, and I think I did carry a, a, a lot of. Um, ill will or ill feelings towards people in my past and but you do have to let it go because forgiveness is for you as far as I'm concerned you know well it does the other party does benefit from it 
it's a mutual it's gain when it when it works well, but it's mainly for you. So no, and I get it too because sometimes if it's somebody that you care about or respect a lot, it is harder to let it go because you genuinely value their opinion. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like they have manipulated you in some way or whatever the case may be, it is a it is a harder thing to let go of. Yeah. Be- because you're not only dealing with what happened, you're also dealing with your feelings toward this person now. Like you have now now my trust is I mean it just there's yeah. so many aspects of it. And the future interactions always take a hit. Yeah. You know. So I mean I, I get it, but it I I am but blessed that, with that. I ability. mean that does come into your self worth though and your self esteem is how that feedback from that person comes to you. And it may not be feedback in the way of constructive criticism or even blunt criticism, but how like you allow that gaslighting or allow those words to hit you. That is feedback from them. Feedback is anything, any exchange that you receive from someone else. Yes. Saying nothing is feedback. Right. So, well, I think that, I mean, as far as the sense of self, another aligning your values with your choices and learning to say yes and no to things that align with the values and the choices that you want for yourself, your ideal self. So regularly meditating on that, praying on it, doing, um, what are those things called? The, you put pictures. Vision boards. Vision boards. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> it's it's Monday, it's Monday. Y'all. So you'll probably be listening to this on Tuesday. So you'll you can yeah. relate. Um, but you do the vision board on a regular basis. Set your goals, your ten year, five year. Write out your values, and they're going to shift, and they're going to focus. Some values are going to be um, employee related or professional related. Some are going to be personal. Some are going to be religious. Some are going to be otherwise. So, but reevaluate them on a regular basis. I'm bad about that. You know, I mean, I'm good at meditating on certain things, but I've been meaning to erase this thing, my dry erase board for a month and write down my goals and my values. And like, this was going to be Brandy's ideal self board, what I want to look like, what I want to achieve as a constant reminder. You see what it still has on it. It's all our stuff from the beginning of creating our podcast. Yeah. So get on it. I know. I need to I don't have enough time. I know. I know. <laughs> Such an excuse. No, and I mean you really are no, limited in time. It's you are it's not but, a full on excuse, but it is But it's perception of time too, because instead of scrolling through ba- Facebook for fifteen, twenty minutes in the evening, which I, I feel like I need to do to stay on top of different ideas and concepts. But you could but, cut that time down and spend a little bit of time it. on that, too. Yeah, you don't have to do it every evening. You don't have to do it no. three times a week, even. Once a week, scrolling through gives you the same advertisements. Most of my crap's advertisements yeah. now, anyway. But You're welcome. I could take <laughs> I could take 20 to 30 minutes, you, you know, could. a week to do that and to reflect on myself. And, you know, so I guess really realizing that your sense of self and your quality of life needs a routine reflective practice is a good the management of that so i think for our closing today you have an icebreaker um segment did you i do i do and i mean socially our sense of self isn't always what other people see it as so you do have to be mindful of that. And I, I do feel like 
I feel like people don't realize that you can see through them. You know, have you ever met, and I mean this in the kindest way possible, have you ever met, like, somebody that's all tweaked out? Oh, yeah. And they think that nobody knows? Oh, yeah. Have you ever met somebody that's two-faced and they think that nobody knows? Right. I mean, all these things, you have to be mindful of your of yourself. Some characteristics show on the surface. Absolutely. And, and I just feel like people, people are more accepting of you if you'll just accept yourself. Like any of those attributes, I'm not in any way portraying yeah. them as negative. You know, some people say two-faced. Some people say very easy to adapt <laughs> to their surroundings. I just just be who you are. Wanting to be loved. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop trying to be somebody you're not because we all see who you are. Well, I think some of that is shadow work too, though. If you are, I always wonder. I would like to be the fly in a room. Somewhere where somebody's really saying how they feel about me, what they think of my personality, which would be traumatizing, I'm sure. But I haven't traumatized if, you yet. <laughs> if you are very blunt with it, and I love that. But if I could know what people think and what their actual feedback would be, if they were yeah. being honest instead of sugarcoating, and obviously, like constructively. You yes, know, not, they, don't just pick right. on people to pick on people. So, and you think you get these evaluations at work all the time. Why can't you have, like, real-life evaluations? I guess we can. You know, like, sit down with your, your best friend and two other people and say, hey, I need you to peer review me, you know? We should do that. <laughs> like, take a survey. Like, yeah. how, how was your experience with me this evening? <laughs> how, how did Brandy's social interaction come across? So, we had this party. Let's see. Let's see what yeah. we all think about like, how we do all a behave. Peer review party. Yes. I'm telling you, I and we'll just I live our lives so and then review each other. In social situations, so awkward. I think that we all do on occasion, but some people do more than others. And I'm, like I've said before, stop worrying about what other people think of you. Stop worrying about what other people think of you. I don't think the awkwardness is so much a worry about what other people think. Mine is a fear of hurting someone's feelings because something comes out too literal or like to me what I say doesn't really hold any weight so why do you care what I say yes. you know if if I if I like to go out and shoot guns and have a good time and you're pro gun control and I say well okay live your life and that offends you well, yeah, but that's not your problem. You know, either. that's their problem. Like, and so, I'm sick to death of that. But I don't even get me started. You'll, we'll have another hour because I'm so <laughs> sick of people thinking that their needs, beliefs, and wants are more important than anybody else's. Right. I do not, not care. I do not care. And some people just want to carry across. If you have something that they kind of dislike, they have to take up that cross. Well. I, well, you know, you can't have a gun because my brother's cousin, sister's uncle's aunt's kid. Settle down, honey. You don't have to be so passionate about every little thing in your life. I understand that styrofoam is bad for the the environment. I get it. But if I go somewhere and they hand me styrofoam, I had no control over that, okay? I didn't know they were going to hand me styrofoam. I don't need you attacking me because I got some styrofoam. <laughs> Can we just not? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, I don't need to know. And I'm sick of these people with their cross to bear. They're trying to hand it to me. I don't want to carry it. I don't have one. It's yours. 
You take that down the road. I don't mind so much somebody bringing something up in idle chat. Or, if they're bringing it up versus yeah, attacking you with right. it. Right. Attacking is a total different, you know. Because honesty it, is one of the most. Yeah. Honesty is a very. You have to be very careful with it. I'm an honest person, but I, I don't wield it like a sword. Right. I don't cut people down with it. Just because it's the truth doesn't mean they need to hear it. That's true. That's it. Well, I mean, there's a time and place for everything. You don't, you know, you're at a restaurant. You don't need somebody that you're not even engaged with coming up to you and giving you a 20-minute speech about why alcohol is bad for you. You know, you shouldn't drink that red wine. You shouldn't drink that white yeah. wine. You, if I you had know, a dollar for every time I somebody know. that I don't even know tells me not to drink that Red Bull, I could buy a lot more Red Bull. Right. Now, that's not to say if you're my patient, one of my patients listening to me, that I'm not going to tell you when you come to see that's me. That's a different that's situation. The place for it. That's a, that, and that's but my point. If I'm not going to see you in a restaurant with a Red Bull and a beer or whatever else you choose, the greasiest fattiest burger with bacon and grease dripping off no. of it. I'm not going to stop at your table and give you a lecture because no. that's not the place for it. Chances are I just finished my fries. Yeah. You know, like, let me tell you a story beer. really fast. It's hilarious. Okay. It, this, this reminds me of this because I was sitting at a, I was sitting at a bar the other night and we were talking about chili. We we're making chili. I'm entering this chili cook off and I was telling somebody about, they're like, well, what's your secret? It's not a secret ingredient. I'm telling them, I'm telling them what I put in my chili. It's delicious. This lady is on. Like, she's not, I'm not talking to this lady. I don't know this lady. All of a sudden, she is up in arms because I don't put beans in my chili. Okay? <laughs> she cannot believe. That's effing disgusting. I mean, she's just like going. How do you even call it chili, yeah, Amanda? she's just going crazy down there. And all I can think is, well, A, I'm not talking to you, weird lady. You know? And B, I'll put some beans in it if I invite you over. I swear to God. If it's that big of a deal. <laughs> like it's I just don't socially we don't need that right we don't need it so that's that's my icebreaker well, on I think sense that's, of self yeah I think that's like the take up your space but leave everybody else's space alone too yeah I have yeah. a bubble because I'm actually on don't I'm on team no beans man <laughs> but I'm not going to try to force it down your throat because this is my bubble with my no beans you get in your bean bubble I don't care Enjoy it. It probably smells. I am so putting that in the description of this bean bubble. I'm writing it down. I got to use it, y'all. Somebody hashtag it. Hashtag bean bubble. All right. I hope that lady listens to it. She'll have it come apart. All right, y'all. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you. Or, well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. Have a great one.